Hey gang, Andy here. Happy Monday. Um, no playlist to start off your Monday. I apologize. I had a very busy weekend and I wasn't able to take the time to record a goddamn episode because I'm a bad person and I don't I don't love you and I apologize and I'll work harder and I'll show up to your baseball games and everything will be better. I promise. But uh, in the meantime, I did record a response video to this guy who makes really good videos and he was talking about how uh, Playboy Cardi, his whole lot of Red album, is a modern day classic. And I heard that and I was like, that's fucking crazy. (laughs) And uh, I decided to make a response video to that. So I know we don't talk about rap a lot on here, but I thought the dude's video was very interesting, and I had a lot of fun recording this response. So I hope you like this episode. I will be back. Uh, Pat will be back on Wednesday. I'll try to get you guys an an extra episode for uh, Tuesday. If not, I will see you on Friday. Until then, be nice. I love you all. Be about it. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Hey there. What's up, Drag the Lake? I'm Andy Malafrina. Oh, I didn't do the intro right. Um, What's up? I want to check out this video. So this dude posted this video recently, and the name really fucking got me. Uh, it's called, so it's this dude, uh, Volksgeist. I don't remember what video I watched of his that got me, but um, he makes pretty good videos. It's all mainly centered around rap, and uh, admittedly, I'm not as deep into rap right now. Oh, yeah, I think he made some video about, like, breaking down Drake or something like that. So He was breaking down something with Drake, and I'm not really, like, into rap like that anymore. I started rap, rap, uh, it's like the more I was listening to it, the more I wasn't, like, getting it, and I was just starting to, like, feel old and, like, out of touch, and I'm just like, this probably just isn't for me, and I, like, just wasn't relating to any of the new rap <laughs> you know what i mean uh so i just wasn't yeah i wasn't getting it so i was just like slowly drifting i just mainly listen to the shit now that i listen to in like high school and college and then you know occasionally some shit here and there will come out that'll really fucking get me like i listen to a lot of run the jewels fuck with freddie gibbs I'll be getting into uh west side gun some more but um generally speaking like a lot of this uh and and uh, tr- uh, uh what i'm gonna talk about today playboy cardi it's a big example of that, of that like hype vibe rap or whatever the fuck. I just, I don't, I don't get it. But at the same time, this video I want to talk about today. Oh, but you know, let me start by saying, yeah, Volt's guys, I've watched some of his stuff. He makes really good shit. It's very well produced. It's very thought out. It's very good. But uh, this one threw me for a loop. So you see the name of the video is called, Is Whole Lot of Red a Modern Classic? And like, I gotta be honest. I'm not even. Try- I don't. I don't know shit about Playboy Cardi. I don't know if he's like a cool dude or whatever the fuck. There's a lot of rappers. I don't like their music. I've seen them in interviews. They seem like cool fucking dudes. Like best. Exi- uh, I, I'm trying to. Th- I can't think of one right now. But like, so like, I'm not. This isn't anything personal. But like, I remember listening to a whole lot of Red when it came out like a year ago, and it was. I. I. The whole time I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> just didn't and then like 
it confused it confused me even more because then I saw a bunch of people online being like so hyped for this. This shit is wild. Da da da. And I'm like, that's like that was like a that was one of those defining moments of like I am old. I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. But it just kind of like threw me for a loop because like in a in a generally speaking, the album was like the beats were kind of like the beats were a little weak. They didn't have like a full sound to them. The his 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 vocals just sounded odd and then like the pairing of them just didn't fit together and i was like oh this is not very good <laughs> this is this is bad all due respect to mr cardi um but like this is bad so i kind of like was like all right stop listening to it and i listened to like most of it just because everyone was hyping it up so much and i was like what the fuck is going on here but I was like, all right, I don't like it. I put it aside. But then I saw this video and I got intrigued. And like I said, the name of the video is whole lot of whole lot of red is a modern classic. And I watched a little bit of this video and every mo about a minute or two into this video, every moment I was like, huh? What? Huh? <laughs> it's just like confused. So I'm going to watch this, see if my man makes a good point and just, I might just find out I'm just too old for my own good. Just too old and rat like modern popular rap is just not my thing anymore. That might be or or everyone's crazy and I'm right. We'll figure it out. Hardy is one of the most interesting artists around today, mostly because he's been able to approach hip hop with such a different energy and make an impact while thinking so far outside the box. All of this is to say, Whole Lot of Red has been out for a year and a half now, and in my mind, as time goes on, it's becoming one of the more important, one of the more talked about and impactful albums of the last five years, whether we like it or not. I don't know if I could say I've always been a fan of Cardi, and still to this day, it's pretty rare for me to listen to his music on my own time. Every time I put on his songs, driving in the car, sitting at my computer on the train, whatever it is, his tracks are almost always a little bit too repetitive for me to enjoy many of them in a row. Yeah, he has a few that I really love, but a whole album at the same time, Cardi's music might be influential, but if the project doesn't hold my attention, I'm not gonna force myself. All right, so, so far, and I know I'm only a minute in, he doesn't even seem to like it that much. <laughs> but there are, I will say, there are a lot of music. I was just watching. I'm trying to think. Oh, who the fuck was it about? I was just watching a thing. Because there's there's a million artists that, like, they don't get, they don't get like, big, big. But they're always the artists that other artists like. You know what I mean? And also, I will say this. There are a lot of, like, rappers and shit. Or musicians in general and shit that I... Don't really like get into like a big example is like JPEG Mafia. I like some of his stuff, but generally speaking, I don't really get into his shit, but I see what he's doing and I respect it. I respect it. I like people trying to be artsy like that. Uh, music and art in general needs that. So uh, while I don't like the music on as a whole, I like what he's doing, if that makes any sense myself to listen to it. The positive opinions I do have of Cardi mostly come from my real life memories of him and his music. The time my friends and I waited in line for like four hours to see him in Brooklyn just for him to get mad and run off the stage after two songs. All the times we would blast. That was a good memory? <laughs> you traveled through Brooklyn. Probably spent Brooklyn type money. <laughs> waited forever. <laughs> and he left after two songs. And you were like, wow. Wow, what a great night. 
die lit in 2020 at our house parties in Philly, driving with five friends in the car listening to RIP at full volume. For me, that's where Cardi's interesting, in a format where the energy of the music itself comes out of the speakers and into the real world. And for me, that's what- I still, still talking about not talking about the album. <laughs> ended up being the key to understanding this album and the major impact it had and is still having on Gen Z music listeners. When I think about the substance of Cardi himself, away from his production, his high-pitched voices, his mumbling, his repetitive flows, the rhyme schemes and the outfits, it always feels like his goal as an artist isn't to say any one thing, but rather to say anything as long as it hasn't been said before. Just listen to the lyrics from a Cardi song. Anyone could write these tracks, but who cares? It's not about what he's saying, it's about how he says it. He's here to make a new sound to do things differently. He's never gonna trade his ideas for commercialism. And that's why it works so well. That's why- All right, so, and once again, I've had people get annoyed with how often I stop it, but I hear he's, uh, so he's making an interesting argument, which is fair, and it kind of goes with, um, cause I've heard, who am I thinking about? I've heard that with, with groups a lot. I've heard that with groups a lot where it's like, something doesn't hit but they're just trying something different but and I, I i respect that that might be the case with cardi uh, playboy cardi but also the 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 flip side of that is it's it's just bad and you might best be like because here's the thing here's the thing that can happen sometimes where you come to conclusions like this is you uh or you sort of figure out explanations when you've had a conclusion a stab now i'm not i'm not putting this on him i'm just you know we're only two minutes in and i've stopped it 18 times um you can if you sort of have this conclusion vaguely in your mind that like playboy cardi is good you can then fill in the blanks in the middle and put a lot on him that isn't that isn't necessarily actually there to get to that conclusion now let's listen to him more to see if that's what's going on. That's why Whole Lotta Red became a cult classic. But we know this. Volksgeist isn't a channel for boomers. We know Cardi is a musical angel from another planet who was sent to save hip hop with his fetus voice and ethereal production. That sounds like nothing else we've ever heard before. And that's really all there is to it. So how can Whole Lotta Red be? Oh, I didn't know that. Copy. Just old. A modern classic when there is nothing deeper to it. No psychological metaphors to discover. No hidden references. No secret storytelling. The only way to get it is to listen to it until it makes sense. And the only people that like it are a... Mm, Alright, I'm stopping it too much. I'm sorry. I'll back it up. But listen to it till it makes sense. I, that sounds like listen to it till you can explain why you haven't wasted your time. <laughs> The only way to get it is to listen to it until it makes sense. And the only people that like it are a hyper-obsessed cult fan base that a lot of people are annoyed by. The music in itself, in many ways, is flat. One critic said about Whole Lotta Red, the problem is it hardly ever gives Cardi a chance to be real. He puts on these vapid personas like Rockstar and Vampire, like he's shopping at Halloween Express. It's an album about nothing. Sure, there are these different little sounds at play, the baby voice, the video gamey glitchy production that ranges from dreamy and ethereal to harsh and violent. There is heavy stylization, but underneath all of that, nothing is being said. At first- I'll say this, I don't care if anything's being said, generally speaking. Cause it's like, People, and I, I notice dudes do this a lot when they uh, analyze rap or uh, they do a lot with stand up comedy, but I notice they do it a lot when they analyze rap is they don't like 
they don't allow their you see it sometimes with the more backpack rappers and the more uh hype beast sort of type dudes who like rap and just you know it's like the dude and I'm, i don't think this guy is bad at rapping at all but it's like it's those dudes who are obsessed with like earl sweatshirt and mf doom and shit like that they like they start at this place of like okay, this underground backpacker shit is what it's supposed to sound like. So anything derivative of that is bad. I'm not necessarily putting it on this guy. Um, and they're like, anything derivative of that is bad. And it's like, no, dude, there's like all types of rap. Like, fucking, I don't know, dude, like fucking, uh, uh, um, who, two live crew. Like there's two, li- like there's two live crew shit that's valid. And then there's like fucking New York state of mind with Nas that's valid. You know what I mean? Like it's all valid. So, I don't give a shit that Playboy Cardi's not saying anything. There's a million fucking rap songs where they're not saying anything that are fun that I love. It's just that when you put all the parts together, it's like, no, it's like, dude, the production's weird and the rapping is weird. And when you put it together, it sounds weird and it's hard to groove to. Like, that's, I don't give a shit that he's saying nothing. It's just a lot of this sounds like... A lot of it sounds like it's like different to be different, and it's like, and that that's fair. That's fa- like, dude, every kid has that phase where it's just fun to be the opposite. It's fun to be something else than the mainstream. You know what I mean? But like, that doesn't mean different. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's better. Different's more exciting. It's not necessarily better because you don't expect you you don't know what you're gonna get with different. But that's just, that's just more exciting. That but like when you have time to like sit down and look back at it, does you can look back and be like, oh, there wasn't a better thing though. You know what I mean? First, people hated Whole Lot of Red, and I'll admit, the first time I listened to it, it sounded unfinished and sloppy, like Cardi hadn't put nearly enough time into crafting good beats. People thought because the album had been so delayed so many times, Cardi had half-assed an album to put out, and this wasn't what he originally intended to produce. His rapping was more nonsensical than ever before. Initial reviews were not good. People were saying, we waited two years for this? But I think Cardi knew people wouldn't like it at first, and I think he knew it would take some time for people to catch up and realize the record. This just sounds like, this just sounds like it's leaning towards that very hipster tendency to be like, no, everyone says it's bad. Let me figure out why it's actually good. It's brilliance. You know, unique albums take a while to grow on people, I, I think. But Cardi is a pretty extreme example. It took six months or more for this record to really take hold in people's minds. But now that it has, Whole Lotta Red has been given a purpose and a meaning in a way that it didn't have before. Almost like it started its life cycle as a blank canvas and it needed time for people to process it and really start to attach themselves to the sound. Remember how I mentioned my positive feelings on Cardi coming? I mean, maybe, but also like Stockholm Syndrome's a thing too, dude. <laughs> like if, you, if I spent six months listening to this album and not wanting to feel like I wasted six months of my life, I'd come up with silly explanations to things too. Mostly from my actual real life experiences with the music, I don't think I'm alone there. When Whole Lotta Red first dropped, it was in the first year of COVID. And thinking about that, it's a lot less inspiring of an album if you're listening to it alone in your room with headphones on. When That's you hear point. the record in that context, the context of solitude or quietude, it doesn't feel alive. The repetition of the lyrics and production won't radiate energy, they're gonna feel empty. I think that's something that makes Whole Lotta Red really unique. There aren't many albums that make less sense the more you pay attention to them, at least not the 
critically acclaimed ones. But it's true, and we can even trace it through social media. Whole Lot of Red didn't really start to take off until COVID started to wind down. I remember one day all of a sudden, maybe a year ago, I was scrolling on TikTok and I noticed this little micro trend that really stood out to me as something interesting. People were having their own Playboy Cardi concerts in public. As I was looking more into it, I realized thousands of people, mostly teenagers, were just standing around in school bathrooms and subway trains and public squares dancing to Whole Lot of Red. And that completely- That's what, this is by the way, but yeah, this is by the way why dudes rule. There's just something, like, shout out to high school kids. There is something hilarious about just being like, fuck class, and you all meet in the bathroom and just play music really loud and get hype for no fucking reason. That's just why dudes rule. Completely changed how I saw this record. In my mind, it went from a pretty boring middle-of-the-road album to a really unique moment. I'm 22, so I'm not walking around high school bathrooms screaming VAMP with my friends, but Cardi's popularity right now feels like a culmination of what Death Grips were doing back when I was in high school. Yeah, but, and I know, once again, I know I'm stopping this a lot, but, like, dude, I saw this shit happen with Lil B, and, like, like, I'm... Like, don't get me wrong. The whole meme of it is hilarious. But, like, Lil B is not good. It's fun. Like, if I was at a Lil B concert and I had a couple beers in me and I was with my boys and he's, like, he starts going, like, first I park my car, then I fuck your bitch, swag or whatever. Like, we're going to laugh our asses off and have a great time. But, like, at the end of the day, Lil B's not good. So, like, this could also just be, like... Like artists, artists who aren't good can turn into a meme. You know what I mean? And Lil Lil B turned into a meme, and then turned himself into something that someone that everyone loved. And it's like Playboy Cardi could do a similar thing. Also, like most high schoolers are have bad music. And eh, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. I'm being an old cunt. That's not fair. It's this kind of offbeat experimental version of hip hop that adds in all sorts of other influences, whether it's punk or industrial EDM, to the point where lots of people can't stand it, but some people are gonna see it as exactly the sound they've been waiting for all along. And it's the exact sort of music that young adults can rally around and call their own. The only difference in my comparison is that Cardi's albums are debuting at number one on the charts and he's doing arena tours, unlike Death Grips, who despite their experimental sound, were only able to achieve moderate commercial success. I don't think music Music needs to mean something. You could have the most gifted, talented composer of all time spend years coming up with the absolute most perfect symphony to have ever been written, but if no one ever plays it, it has no impact. This may have happened already, but I don't know about it. And yeah, Whole Lotta Red isn't the most meaningful album, but it doesn't have to be to make a statement, to be important to people, and to be the soundtrack to moments of people's lives in a way that no other album could be. The music industry today is a very different- He's not arguing the most, like, the more important point. Because, like, dude, there's so much... I mean, he does come from, like... He does come from, like, um... Fuck. I used to, I used to refer to this as woke, but then woke, uh... A oh, no, the term's conscious rap. He's coming from, like... Because I used to call... I used to call, like, this type of hip-hop woke, and then woke turned into a whole other thing. So it's like, if you say that, people get confused. But it's like that more... He comes from that more super ultra-conscious rap mindset, and I might be getting that a little bit wrong... I could just see him watching this and being like, eh, that's not right. Um, but like, yeah, he's arguing like, he's arguing the wrong, or he's talking about the wrong thing. It's not like, it, meaning doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. Like, li listen to all pop music. You know what I mean? Like, 
that shit's not really about anything at the end of the day. Like, they could say, like, oh, I just had my, I was thinking about a girl. It's like, yeah, but it starts meaning, it starts at, at, at point A, it means something. But then throughout the process, it's just like, it might mean something a little bit, but then it just turns into this like whole because like 80,000 cooks get in the kitchen and it turns into a whole nother thing. And then you get like, you know, you get like other people helping you with it and they kind of shift it and change the lyrics around, do all this. So it's like uh, music meaning something doesn't necessarily matter all the time. But it's like the main point is like when you just hear it for the first time, you're like, what the fuck is this? It fucking sounds weird as shit different place than it was three, four, five years ago. When I ask myself right now, what makes an album a classic? There isn't an easy way to answer that question, let alone name many albums that fit the description. Most big name artists are struggling to make records right now. Maybe it's because all the big stars are losing their creativity by getting older and more wealthy and out of touch. Maybe it's because music marketing is going through big changes and old styles of marketing just don't work anymore. Whatever's going on, it's- Wait, what did he say? now. Maybe it's to myself right now, what makes an album a classic? There isn't an easy way to answer that question, let alone name many albums that fit. What makes an album a classic? Like, a bunch of people listen to it, and then, like, you listen, and, like, they all remember it, and it's, well, I guess the definition of classic now, well, there's, like, two tiers of classic. There's, like, albums that would be, like, a classic to me, like, like, the first, uh, Cool Kids album uh bake sale i think it was called like that's a classic to me but like generally speaking not like if you do if you do the whole span of hip-hop like not a lot of people listen to that like uh shit like that or e I still on the cool kids uh everyone's big brother by chuck english that's a fucking classic to me but i think what he's talking about like a classic would just be an album that everyone listened to and everyone agreed fucking ruled and i don't think this might be more of a classic to you and your other, um, you know, hype beast, backpack, conscious rat. And I'm not saying that as a derogative, derogatory term. Um, but yeah, I think generally speaking, because like the term modern classic implies like spanning all of hip hop, not just like the shit you like. So yeah, no, I don't think it's that fit the description. Most big name artists are struggling to make records right now. Maybe it's because all the big stars are losing their creativity by getting older and more wealthy and out of touch. Maybe it's because- I don't, I'm very curious what he, what he's basing that statement off of. Cause I hear really good music weekly. I don't know. Because music marketing is going through big changes and old styles of marketing just don't work anymore. Whatever's going on, it's obvious that things are changing. Sales are down. The lifespan of an album is much shorter than ever before. Look at some of the big rap releases from the- Oh, he's talking about like sales and shit. Did Whole Lot of Red sell a lot? I think he said it did. Yeah, well, he's got- Playboy Cardi's got huge- Playboy Cardi, though, is like- He might be big in the way like a YouTuber can be big. Like a YouTuber can have- Fuck, what the, fucking this guy. How many does he have? Yeah, 324,000 subscribers. Like, that's a fucking lot. You know what I mean? That's a fucking lot. CNN Plus didn't even get that many subscribers. That's why they got rid of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of subscribers. But you go to the, you go to the average person go, fuck, I, I mean, I like this guy and I can't even remember how to say his fucking name. Volksgeist. You go say, like, hey, you know Volksgeist? They're going to be like, who the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like... So, yeah, it's all, I don't know. It's not like classic, classic in the term you're trying to say, but he did fucking sell 
do numbers in the last few years. You have artists like Jack Harlow getting tons of attention for being boring, making middle of the road music. You have Kendrick waiting five years to drop an album that a lot of people didn't. No, that's not fair. He got a bunch of attention and like for putting out pretty good songs and then put out a shitty album. What was he saying about Kendrick? The big rap releases from the last few years. You have artists like Jack Harlow getting tons of attention for being boring, making middle of the road music. You have Kendrick waiting five years to drop an album that a lot of people didn't like for its subtle production or lack of vibes. You have Post Malone dropping an album with no promotion and it being the worst selling album of his career. You've got Drake dropping the worst, most creatively bankrupt albums he's ever made back to back. Even Kanye is making horrible music, but at least he hides it behind a $200 paywall. Travis Scott, an artist who's Wait, he did what? He hid that behind? All right, I got to give it to him. He made a pretty good argument. I didn't listen to Kendrick because it was just, the, like, like I was just talking about this the other day. Like, like, I like Kendrick a lot, but he's like, I don't know. He's getting into this whole fucking, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm God. I'm wearing the crown of thorns. Every video has fucking 20 different versions of symbolism that you have to, like, fucking read eight books to figure out. And I'm like... You're asking a lot from me, Kendrick. I'm not in the mood. So I, I've been, I want to listen to it, but I just haven't gotten around to fucking doing it yet. But he makes some good argument. That Drake album was fucking ass. I listened to it. I, I listened to it the other day. Like, what the fuck is, and I'm not a huge Drake fan, but I still like have fun with Drake. But I listened to that one being like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Because I can listen to Drake and go, I don't like this, but I know why people like it. His new one, I like, I, I struggled to get through, like, six songs. I would guarantee you that, like, the rest of that album, is, it's not like it's just going to get fucking amazing after six songs. Th that, yeah, that, and that Jack Harlow, I remember people were, like, mad annoying online, or at least that's how I interpreted it. People were, like, mad annoying shitting on that, and then I listened to it, and I'm like, ah, because I like Jack Harlow. I like, I, there's something about him I like. He's, I just like his energy. Seems like a cool dude. Um, he's funny. He's he's constantly uh making uh all these like rap journalists uncomfortable by making gay jokes. He's hilarious. But yeah, and I was trying to like I was trying to be Team Jack, but then I listened to that and I was like, ah, I gotta. They're right. They're right. This new album stinks, dude. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I see. Okay, I see where he's coming from on this. Those have been. I didn't listen to that Post Malone, but I've never liked. Actually, Post Malone's a good example of what I was saying earlier, where I don't, I've never, I've never gotten the appeal of his music. Like it's all, I've, I remember his out, al his one album that got him fucking huge. I listened to the whole thing and I thought it was very boring. I thought it was very fucking boring. Um, it was like, yeah, it's it just very, it, not, not, not very creative, not a lot going on. But like, I didn't really give a shit. I, I didn't like talk too much shit about it because I just Post Malone seems like a cool dude. Seems like a chill dude, and um, it honestly, it it I, I it hurts me to even say that because he seems like a nice guy, and I would hate to hurt his feelings. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll take his word on that because generally speaking, I haven't, I haven't really liked any of post. Nah, I shouldn't say haven't really liked. He had a few songs that were catchy, but generally, like he, he has catchy songs, but his albums are generally underwhelming to me.
Once considered one of the most creative, original trap artists with albums like Rodeo and Astroworld, he hasn't done much outside of product placements for the last four years. These projects that are coming out nowadays, these big albums, especially in the trap genre, they have all this label support and marketing push. They can't get people excited. It doesn't matter how much money you put into it. If people don't want to talk about it, if people don't want to dance to it, it doesn't matter. If the album doesn't have something to set it up. Wait, is he quoting himself? Actually, no, that's just smart editing. It's just funny, like, when he puts the quotation marks around it, it, like, implies that he's, like, that <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a funny editing tactic to throw the, there, like, there's something about the quotations that make it seem bigger than, like, oh, he's just saying that. But he's very, very good at editing. I gotta give him props on that to it, it doesn't matter. If the album doesn't have something to set it apart and keep it in the conversation, it just disappears. The only time you're gonna hear a lot of songs from Drake and Jack Harlow is at, at clubs, at bars, outside in the mall. If people don't feel a way about it, it's not gonna last. That's why I was excited to see people dancing the Cardi in the halls at school. That's something you actually remember. That's how an artist makes an impact and that's what getting excited about an artist's music means. There are so many albums- Well, I'll say two things about that. Once again, how much of that was a meme? And that's a genuine question. And then the other one is how much of that was actually going on? Like, was it a, was it a trend that swept? And I'm genuinely asking. So if someone got to this point in the video, uh, someone stuck with, we, if someone stuck with me for 27 minutes and 35 seconds, genuine question, did that actually like catch on where for like a week, like, did it become a Twitter, a TikTok trend beyond, like, a couple friend groups? ...in the industry that makes so much noise, but it doesn't even matter because no one's passionate about the music. Yeah, sure, I'll listen to Drake if he comes on my daily mix. I'll sit there driving in my car, not paying any attention to what I'm hearing like a glass-eyed zombie. But listening to Whole Lotta Red and looking at how much passion and excitement people feel for the music, there's a movement behind it. People love it. It means something to people, and it brings people together in the real world. And that's a really unique thing in the music industry today. You read the comments on videos from Cardi's Narcissist Tour, and people are writing things like, this was my first concert ever. I wish I could get that feeling back. It was so transcendent and unique. Who else gets that honor in music today? Who else has such a mass? I feel that, and that's awesome for those kids. It still doesn't get to the point, like, is the music good or not? But I will say, like, I would say, I would say a better, t a better title would be something like, is Cardi B, like, or Cardi B, Jesus Christ, is Playboy Cardi a modern day rock star or something? It's like, is Playboy Cardi bigger than the music? Which, the argument he's making, it seems like the whole the whole Playboy Cardi thing is more than just the music. It's not. It's the music. It's the. It's what's going on online. It's the fucking concert. It's everything. It's not just like oh, here's a good song. It's which, or not, <laughs> but it's it's it's. Yeah, it's Playboy. It, the, the, this video should be called "Is Playboy Cardi More Than Just His More Than Just His Music?" Is experiencing play. I'm not good at titles. Is experiencing Playboy Cardi, or to let to get Playboy Cardi? Is it more than just the music? I don't know. 
you, you this guy's better at the titles. You figure Massive out. fan base of people that just want to hear anything he does, no matter what, because of that trust that whatever he does will be completely unexpectedly interesting. Probably Tyler, but that's for another video. Looking at Whole Lotta Red in this way, I almost want to call it an abstract album. You can stand in front of it and look at all the crazy sounds and the repetitive booming bass and the weird synths and Cardi's nonsensical vocals. And despite all of that noise, that chaos, it doesn't really say much at all. But if you bring people with you, you'll probably end up having a good time regardless. And that reminds me of something else too. I have never seen as many fan-made remixes as I have for Playboy Cardi. Are they remixing it to give it better production? <laughs> hundreds of Cardi remixes all over YouTube, TikTok, and SoundCloud, not just of Whole Letter Red, but of Cardi's entire catalog, Die Lit, self-titled, even his leaks. And I think the prevalence of remixes says something about how many people are passionate about Cardi and his sound. There's basically an infinite number of YouTube videos remixing Cardi's verses and beats into various different aesthetics, turning songs that were already dreamy, bassy, and chaotic into wholly unique, chopped and screwed masterpieces. They're even more repetitious and otherworldly than ever before, and these remixes get views. Listening to these remixes is a whole other way to experience Cardi's music. And to me, it only reinforces the idea that Whole Lotta Red is one of the most influential albums of our generation in ways that we won't fully recognize for a long time. The idea that you can take a Playboy Cardi song and remix it into a spacey, ambient, galactic work of beauty, or a smooth, jazzy, heavenly, Japanese city pop track, speaks to the idea that this is a foundational record for a lot of people. Because there's a whole generation of listeners hearing Whole Lotta Red, and for them, it's the first time they're hearing anything this unique, anything that makes them think about music in a critical way. So to me, that's what makes Whole Lotta Red a modern classic. In a time when so much music just isn't even worth talking about, let alone analyzing or praising, an album like Whole Lotta Red can be the one to break the mold, not just sonically, but in a way that truly pushes music forward and inspires an entire generation of people to look for more in their music. And personally, my favorite part of Whole Lotta Red is the production. It's unlike anything else in mainstream music today. All right. <laughs> you had me for a minute. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> That's the best part blowing out these fuck this fucking mic i'm sorry that's the best part the production nah because he had me for a minute because it was kind of going to like what i was saying before where it's like a whole lot of red like like it's it's more than just the album it's like if you looked at artist playboy cardi it's like it's more about all the shit he does it's not just about the albums he pumps out it's about every all the shit you know what I mean? It's like he's like a galvanizing force. But if we're going to talk about it, it's like, dude, no, it doesn't, dude. It doesn't. Come on, man. Forward and inspires an entire generation of people to look for more in their music. 
And personally, my favorite part of Whole Lotta Red is the production. It's unlike anything else in mainstream music today. It was orchestrated by 23 different producers and had a huge influence on the rise of rage beats. But while I was making an entire video looking deeper into the sound of Whole Lotta Red, I realized there was no way I could put that video on YouTube. The making of Whole Lotta Red is a full-length video, longer than the one you're watching right now, and it's only available on my streaming service, Nebula. And it just so happens that when you sign up for this video, spawn that would never work on YouTube. So our bundle with curiosity. All right, he's selling shit. Here, or go to Curiosity Street. All right, so that was a good, uh, all right, maybe that was uh, a good way to sell shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I basically kind of uh, got, you guys kind of basically heard my general conclusion of what I realized, uh, what I've realized about this. Now, he did make a really compelling argument where with all those like remixes. Now, once again, I'd have to I'll take his word on it, but it does raise the question like how prevalent are they? And then like, is it really as prevalent or as you're like, is 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 what you're implying or saying like actually going on? And when you like compare his remixes to other rappers remixes is he is he any more or any less like it may feel like it's a lot because you're like really paying attention to playboy cardi but is it any more than anyone else that's that's the question i'm asking maybe you can help me answer that in the comments because i will not figure that out on my own um but i will say i did end this with uh more respect for playboy cardi i still don't I, you know, you're not going to make me turn face on a whole lot of red. I still don't like the album. Um, I did not think it was good, but I hear what he's saying. Um, yeah, Playboy Cardi as a whole probably had a lot of impact on uh, these kids and shit like that. And it does, um, I would say Playboy Cardi as the artist should be recognized more so than his specific releases. But all in all, I still hold true that. The production was not good. That album was not good. But um, yeah, it was a really good video. I really enjoyed watching that. And I hope you guys really enjoyed watching this. Until next time, I love you. Be about it. Peace.